0: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com
1: today. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here
0: we go. Alongside former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by Jeremy Rutherford. He's a Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. JR, how was the like of the Ozarks this weekend? Did you enjoy yourself over at
2: Coconuts? <laughs> hit about three or four of the spots. No, uh can't believe the video. I uh, did get out to the Ozarks, guys. But Oh, you were there? That, yeah, yeah, but definitely did uh, stay at the, the crib, a friend of mine's place, and, and just on the boat. So uh, I don't believe that for a second, There's video JR.
1: <laughs> of a certain keg stand. I don't know. I, I can't confirm or deny that it's you, JR. Do you want to put those hey, uh, rumors to rest, maybe?
2: Hey, listen, pull up those national news videos and look. And see if you see a 45-year-old bald big guy in any of those kiddie pools. I bet you I'll find
0: you. I'm going to find you. And I think you're going to be drinking a Rum Runner maybe? I think that's your drink of choice,
2: right? So you guys did see the video, dang it.
0: (laughs) Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on Ribs and BK. All right, JR, uh, big announcement earlier today. It sounds like Gary Bettman's going to have a press conference coming up at 3.30 local time. We're going to hear that live on the Fast Lane. They say that it is for the return to play proposal. Or I guess now the plan. What are you expecting to come out of this press conference, Jr.
2: Yeah, three thirty Central uh, League just announced it that Gary Bettman's gonna gonna speak about the return to play uh, format. Uh, we all know that that's been in the news a lot within the last week, uh, for weeks. Uh, the league and the union players that make up that executive board have been discussing all these details about the return to play, and so they put it to a team vote the other the other day. You guys have broken that down, that vote 29-2, uh, to two. and uh, it's back in the league's hands, and so now they've uh, done some fine-tuning, and they are going to make it public uh, today. So what do I expect from Gary Bettman's announcement? I think he's going to tell us uh, the breakdown of how it's going to work. Sure, we do know a lot of the details, but there are some things... We don't know, and uh, you look at the top four teams in each conference, like the Blues, they're going to play a round robin against each other, so that's uh, three games, but will that help determine the seeding for the 16-team playoff? So if you're the Blues and you have the top spot in the West, and you go 0-3 in this round robin, are you the fourth team in the seeding now? Uh, That's something I think that uh, I'll be interested in. So uh, some other details uh, coming from Gary Bettman. I've heard there might be a few surprises uh, in there, but that's the gist of it. All
1: right, JR, you've had some time to read and digest the Phase 2, we'll call it book, that they sent out with all the (laughs) things they plan on taking care of and making sure of and, and, you know, plans to have the players in the building, out of the building. After reading it uh, in its entirety, Jr. what are your thoughts on it? Does it seem like something that they've done a great job of keeping it realistic, or do you still find that there's work to do with this? I think
2: so, Riv. You know, you read it, and it's really detailed. It's, uh, you know, it, the, the things that they put in there in terms of you guys were talking about it earlier – uh, wearing stickers, only letting certain certain people close to the players, keeping the groups of six together, and not letting them mingle with uh, other groups or, or change out players. You know, I, I think it's a lot of good things that they've put down. You know, we've all been saying for weeks now they're not going to be able to think of everything. They're not, there's not going to be a precaution for everything. But to me, it looks like what they've been doing behind closed doors. Um, has has been terrific and so it's not going to satisfy everybody we know that there are players out there who are still hesitant and would rather cancel the season Uh, but for the most part by and large we saw how the teams voted Um, all they can do is try to put a plan of action in place and it looks like they've done that
0: blues insider for 101 espn and the athletic jeremy rutherford joining us here on ribs and bk jr you said you think there could be some surprises coming up in the press conference are you willing to speculate with us? Like, are we talking about you think they're going to announce the hub cities? Is there something more significant than that? What What are some of the speculative ideas? And let's couch it as that. This is just speculation that you're hearing that could come up in this presser.
2: Yeah, no, just a heads up that there could be, you know, some surprises. I honestly don't know uh, what they are. Sometimes you hear that and, uh, you know, they are surprises and you go, wow, and sometimes... You know they make an announcement, and it's you know n- not really surprising. It's something that we've heard. So I don't anticipate anything with the hub cities today. That's just uh, coming from uh, the people involved themselves saying that we're just not there yet. They've got it uh, narrowed down. They've got their group of cities that they uh, they eventually want to tab as the hub cities. Uh, but uh, from what I've been told, uh, they're not there yet with uh, the hub cities. I know that's going to be the next thing after we hear the announcement today. Uh, but uh, you can tell they're taking their time with this. They're giving themselves a little wiggle room by saying that that next phase will begin sometime in early June. Each step is going to have to be a process in itself so that they can You know, roll it out smoothly and and not look like they don't know what they're doing. And I think so far they've done a good job of that.
1: All right, JR. I want to go down a different path here with you a little bit. And my path on this one is with no fans being able to be in the buildings to at this point to go to games. There's never been greater time for the NHL or sports in general to get media coverage to have that access to behind the scenes, to create something, to give the story. So based upon the proposal that I saw, there's no media allowed in and around the players. How challenging is that going to be from the media's side, from your standpoint, to get the story out there, to get the people information that's necessary and promote the game? Because let's be honest, the media are a huge part in selling the NHL, So two questions. One, how hard is that going to be for you to do your job? And two, do you expect the NHL to have some kind of conference call with the media with a proposal on how things will look moving forward?
2: Yeah, Riv, I'm still awaiting some of the details on how that's going to be handled. You know, it's certainly not going to be anything close to uh, what we're used to, even uh, prior to the NHL shutdown where we weren't allowed in the locker room and we had to keep our distance, you know, 10 feet away from the players when we did the interviews. I'm talking mid-March back in Anaheim, those last couple games before the pause. So I don't expect anything like that. Let's be honest here. What this is about is finishing the season, awarding the Stanley Cup, and most importantly, recouping as much of the $1.2 billion that they could lose. So do they want the coverage? Yes, they do. But they most want to play the games and get this season finalized and, as I said, recoup uh, the money. They know they're going to get some sort of media attention, whether there are media within the rink uh, area or not. So we're going to do our best to cover it. It will be uh, challenging if that's the case, if we're not allowed in the rinks and we're just going to have to make do like we've done this entire uh, time. But uh, I do know just watching the league and talking to people within the league, they realize that this is ample time without the Olympics to be able to capitalize on this from a media perspective. So I can't I can't believe that they would uh, go out of their way or do anything that would minimize the media attention Uh, outside the uh, safety guidelines. They're going to do everything they can to be safe. But believe me, uh, they want this coverage, and they realize the window that's open to them right now.
0: Final question that I have for Jeremy Rutherford. He's the Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. Let's continue down that path for a second, JR. Uh, We we know that media coverage has been restricted in recent years, right, compared to what it was many years ago. Do you think that we are going to see a time, anytime in the near future, maybe ever again, where media members are allowed back in the locker room, that you're going to have the same coverage that you had prior to this pandemic. And if not, how much do you think that's going to affect the coverage
2: that our audience sees as fans? Yeah, the Pro Riders uh, Association actually asked that question to the league uh, a month or two ago, and, and the league said this will not change access to the locker room in the future. Once we're able to get through this safely, uh, we will reopen the locker rooms. Uh, I realize that's what they're saying. That remains to be seen. Things change over time and perhaps, you know, they get information from health officials in the future that uh, make, make the decision for them that uh, they don't want to reopen uh, the locker rooms. Jamie, you can uh, remember back in the day with the Blues, we used to go in the changing room. They have two rooms where you change it out of your uniform, and then after the players take a shower, they go into uh, the room where they put their clothes on that they leave the rink in. Uh, That has been uh, off limits for a number of years now, so things have changed. Uh, Quickly, how it affects things is you just can't tell the story like you want to tell it, uh, you can go in the locker room, sit down with a Jamie rivers and he can tell you why this is happening or more about himself personally. And you can tell a great story. If you're in a situation where you're uh, you know, in a room and there are multiple reporters and maybe the player doesn't want to open up, it's just tough to get uh, the real good, good. So I think that uh, Jamie's been through that before. He can probably back me up on this, that if there are those type of restrictions against the media, In the future, you're just going to be further and further away from some of the finer points of the game and some of the outstanding uh, individuals.
1: Yeah, junior you're right. I remember the days where you guys were in the change room, and then specifically when you wanted to get to the best story and you'd follow us in the showers was kind of weird. Um, But, you know, you really did get that behind-the-curtain interview, and, uh, you know, I think the league uh, frowned upon the bird-watching. But nonetheless, Jr., you guys were doing a great job.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'll never forget. The, yeah, Doug Wade accused us of that one time, it's like. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't even like going in the changing room, but uh, as you as you know, like, Riv would go and hide, so uh, you had to go find him somewhere, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, because I was such a wanted guy afterwards. <laughs> never hide, baby, never hide. He's Jeremy R-
2: back on the bike. <laughs>
1: he's Jeremy
0: Rutherford. You can find him. Uh, his his work is at The Athletic, theathletic.com, and he's the Blues Insider for 101 ESPN as well. Follow him on Twitter, at JPRutherford. JR, you're the best man. Hopefully you have that 14-day quarantine. You're about a 14th of the way through at this point. Enjoy the lake next time you go down, man.
2: Yeah, no thanks. And hey, right after Gary Batman's announcement, I have a story up uh, on my Twitter and at The Athletic of what this all means.
0: We'll be waiting for man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. That's Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. I know some people think that stuff is silly, like the whole, oh, the media's coverage is getting restricted by, by, by these sports teams. It does matter for you, the listening audience, if you're a fan of these teams and you like knowing more about the players, you like learning about who these people are and having some of these inside stories of what's going on on the ice. Why is it that a line isn't clicking or why is it that a line is clicking in any given day? Uh, why is it that a baseball player is struggling right now is it potentially an injury? You'll you'll see these things referenced in stories, even if they're not explicitly reported Mm -hmm. and these things help you understand what's going on on the field or on the ice jamie you can certainly back that up as a former player but this stuff does matter and it matters not only for the reporters but for the audience as well
1: listen as a former player I i always knew that the media had a job to do Okay, they had a job to give the best story possible with the most details and the best information. It's their livelihood, their reputations on the line. Accept it, deal with it. Be be open about it. You know, I'm telling you, I never. If you if you're not happy with what they're writing, guess what? Play better, because ultimately you control the narrative that's being put out there. You don't like that? You know, Jeremy Rutherford writes something that oh, you look lazy in your own end. Guess what? Don't be lazy in your own end then. Change it, And as far as the sitting down and talking, there's a trust that gets established between the media and the player. And that's huge because then the media can actually help the player through some tough times by not just pummeling them all the time. Maybe there is a backstory. Maybe there's something going on. Now you can get that story out there. And same to be said for the players. uh, You know, you want that relationship with the media so that you can help them out. Get them a good story. Get them some information that maybe somebody else isn't getting. It's a great relationship to have. I've never understood for the life of me why some players are reluctant to have relationships with the media. Um, just be open and honest about it. If you don't want to talk about something, just tell them you don't want to talk about it. That's it. And ultimately, if you don't like what they're saying, play better.
0: He's Jamie Rivers. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Coming up next, it's time for the Junk Drawer on 101 ESPN.